Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for October the 11th in the year of our Lord 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. That's worth, uh, in my opinion, repeating uh, and clarifying and focusing on and highlighting. By the way, it's a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. How do you like that for a freedom-loving Friday? Quick recap of yesterday we had on our buddy Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. We talked about our Honest Money Report, Constitutional Currency, Gold and Silver. We talked about our real U.S. debt levels could be 2,000% of the economy, a Wall Street report suggests. We also talked about what is a trillion, ladies and gentlemen. Well, they say it's a million million. Or if you prefer, it's a thousand billion. That ought to help you get a clue, huh? By the way, after a billion, of course, is a trillion... Then comes quadrillion, then comes quintillion, then comes sextillion, then comes septillion, then comes octillion, then comes, uh, what do they call us? Nonillion and decillion, like decimal 10 or deck 10, decillion. Uh, there you have it if you want to learn. And, you know, when are we going to get to the uh, quadrillion level, huh? Does debt matter? Do numbers matter? I say absolutely yes, but the bureaucrats and the economists of modern fiat today think no. The U.N. is short on cash, as the U.S. owes over a billion dollars in dues, they say. Is the U.S. the biggest delinquent payer in the world, people ask? The U.S. owes $381 million in, quote, back dues, $671 million this year alone, so a billion dollars. Can we afford that kind of stuff? We're broke as all get out in America, folks, but we're the biggest pair to the U.N. of anybody. Yeah, we're the largest contributor to the 193-member organization, and the U.S. has long pushed for the U.N. to reduce spending. But how come they want the U.S. to reduce spending, but in America they don't reduce spending? See, it's all a fiat, big old lie game. The only solution is to return to constitutional currency. Otherwise, it's a con game. It's fiat money. It never lasts. And that's the biggest fake news story of our generation. By the way, they say new math, two plus two equals five. Math is slammed as racist. Uh, who, you know, gets to say um, what the answer is? Which, which answer is right, huh? All right. We talked about one of Sam's favorite movies in regards to the debt problem and the brat mentality, not only in the United States, but around the world by bureaucrats and professional do-gooders when it comes to money. But one of Sam's favorite movies is called The Ultimate Gift. That ought to rein some of those folks in, huh? States sue to keep tax money to go into Planned Parenthood. 
So Donald did the right thing and tried to shut down the spending of taxpayer dollars on Planned Parenthood. States, literally states, are suing the president over this. Can you believe it? There you have it. No doubt it's impossible to drain the swamp. Zuckerberg, that's good old Mark, he's at the center of a new Facebook firestorm. Not only is there all kinds of breaches over there at Facebook, they want to create a global digital cryptocurrency over there at Facebook. I mean, these people are off the rails, drunk with power, big tech backed by bureaucrats and government officials, spending us into oblivion and creating a tyranny, and then letting Congress run around and go, oh my goodness, we better look into privacy concerns. We better look into antitrust concerns over here. Ladies and gentlemen, the government built high tech using big tech company talent in bed with university talent and money in bed with CIA and FBI and Justice Department and NSA and all kind of black op government military Pentagon. When it goes on and on, they've done it for 50 plus years. Now they're wondering why it's running off the rails and get a clue, folks. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we had our guest on Mr. Andy Mangione. Vice President of the Association of Mature American Citizens. That's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S, doing a phenomenal job. And we talked about Ellen DeGeneres pleading for civility. Yeah. They're beating her up because she sat down at a football game with George Bush, said, hey, me and George are friends, and everybody in the blogosphere and out in the world just freaked. They came unhinged, folks, to say the least. And so they're beating up Ellen. Ellen's saying, hey, man, let's have a little bit of civility here. Please, I'm pleading for civility. So I emailed Ellen. and So Sam reaches out to Ellen, and I shared my open letter, a clarion call for civility. Written back in 2016 with Ellen, and I said, hey, let's talk about it. Let's work on this together. Let's see what we can do. She hasn't got back to me, but I humbly reached out to her and said, hey, you know, what can I do to help your cause? I feel bad that they're beating you up over this, and we need more civility. And anyway, I shared that letter with our buddy Andy Mangione uh, over there at AMAC, and he liked the letter. And, man, we got to push on it, folks. we got to work on it. Uh, we talked about a hot mic catches Marianne Williamson slamming liberals. She says, what does it say when conservatives are nicer to me? Good point. I'm not sure that was a slam. I'm sure that was a reality check, not meant for the public. White House, believe it or not, invites AMAC.us to attend the signing of President Donald Trump's executive orders. So they went down to the villages in Florida with Donald. That's AMAC. Andy Manjon, the vice president on Liberty Roundtable Live, reporting this since the mainstream press is covering it up and nobody knows about this meeting. But anyway, they were doing a phenomenal job. Donald Trump aimed to rein in. Federal bureaucracy with two executive orders. Doing a great job. We talked about the culture of corruption in Congress. Uh, encouraged by, quote, legal pay-to-play privileges. I call them uh, legalized plunder. But nevertheless, there you go. Joe Biden at the center of it all. We talked about AMAC. Told Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me say this over. There was a poll that AMAC had. And uh, they polled everybody about Donald Trump. Which statement reflects your views below? Sam ended up voting for Democrats are helping the president win the 2020 election with their impeachment talk. Because most Americans are interested in the president's accomplishments in office, not in the rhetoric and the battle of the continued fighting that never ends, the lawsuits that never end, the divide that never goes away kind of thing. You want to take the poll at AMAC? Go to AMAC.us, AMAC.us. You can vote and throw your opinion in there. But Andy... Mangione doing a phenomenal job for AMAC, and it's fascinating. AMAC 
and the president down in Florida in the villages talking to retired people and seniors and stuff about, you know, Medicaid and Medicare and all this kind of stuff. Social Security, you know. And Donald doing a great job, literally reached out and invited AMAC. By the way, AMAC is celebrating well over 2 million members now. And uh, it takes Liberty Roundtable Live to report it to you because the mainstream press is so derelict in their duty. With that, that's a recap of yesterday's Liberty Roundtable Live broadcast available online at libertyroundtable.com. While you're there, click on the donate button and help us grow our presence in the media. Every penny counts. We jokingly call this the Widow's Might Radio Network because, man, we run it on a shoestring. We don't want Google or Facebook or any of these big YouTube, you know, to be able to take us down. So we're doing the best we can on a shoestring, but every penny counts. We've got day jobs, so we're not begging for your money, but we certainly need your donations at libertyroundtable.com. Without further ado, news that Edwards refused to use stars today. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. The good Sheriff Richard Mack is with us once again as well. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, good morning this beautiful Friday morning. What would you think of the recap, man? We cover a lot of news. we got a lot of newsmakers going on, buddy. You've been busy, Sam, putting them up and... Picking them up and putting them down. Wait yeah, we're tearing it up. That's for sure. Tomorrow, man, we got a couple of people on. Edward, Edwin Vieira and uh, Dan Haffel. And both of those guys are going to break down what's going on at Red Pill Expo tomorrow. How's that? Well, cool, because I'm going to be speaking at it in Mesquite next Mesquite, month. Mesquite, Nevada. Yeah, That's kind of nice to go to the warmer climate, nights. right? Well, I guess not for you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a long drive. How far is it? Five hours? It's it's uh, from right here, I believe it's uh, right about six hours. Ah, oh, six, a little more than I expected. I thought it was like five hours. All right, well, are you going to go golfing when you're there? I mean, come on, Sheriff. I don't think I'll have time, but uh, I'm going to take the wife, and we're going to be working most of the time there at the expo. If you don't take time for golfing, what's the matter with you? Well, every now and again I do, but not not usually when I'm <laughs> on to an expo. <laughs> I hear that. All right. Do you want to make any comments about anything uh, that we've covered in the recap? Well, there's lots to say. I guess you briefly brought up, brought up some of the things about Trump and that he's using the impeachment thing. Uh, you know, if you look at the poll from Fox that he got mad at, it showed that uh, the numbers of people who want him out of office are increasing. But uh, I don't, I don't, I really don't buy that. And there's two or three other polls that even Fox mentioned that showed just the opposite. Yeah, let's go over that for a second, Kurt. You got two polls side by side to brief us on Fox and what is it, Zogby? Well, that's right, Sam. And uh, you know, I think if you want, uh, if you're a pollster, you can find. Uh, whatever numbers you really want uh, out there and uh fox news got uh you know like like the sheriff said record support for trump impeachment i mean the bottom line was i guess it came up to like 51 percent on their poll which this means uh, he's going out the roof yeah good point uh and then there's zogby and says uh Voters think President Trump will be reelected, and I think there's, uh, and that's not just his base, they say. Uh, and then there's another one I'll try to find it.
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from Range magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine i'd invite mr trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes the press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, So I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just... Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past, sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Nothing like the Charlie Daniels Band to give you a little bit of tunes, cranking it up as we hard-hitting focus on talk. All right, so the big polls are out. I guess uh, Fox says Donald's cooked. Uh, 51% want Donald to be impeached or think that impeachment was justified. Is that how they word it? Uh, the others, I'd be polls and everything. I'd say it's not even close, though. So the polls are so um, polar opposite, it's shocking, Kurt. Well, it's a good phrase, and polls are polar opposite, yeah, you know, um, and one of the things that was interesting to me, I was just watching part of the uh, Minneapolis rally from last night where the president went to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, you know, it's supposed to be, I think in the past, big time, um, I guess you call it Democrat country, but, man, that um, big... Um, center was just packed to the gills as far as i can tell i don't know i don't have any reports yet about how many people were stuck outside and all that kind of thing but i'd sure like to see uh the democrats trying to put on an event uh, similarly uh so that's kind of a poll if you will sheriff what do you say to that well, yeah, the uh, the rally he had there last night, uh, I guess the biggest story was not that he had a packed house and big-time support in a uh, rather Democrat area. But, of course, it was the riots and protests going on outside. And uh, so, uh, you know, people, uh, again, uh, people can protest all they want, but when they get violent uh, and throw stuff at the police, then 
Uh, yeah, but the I, cops are allowing this violence to happen. They've let cars get overturned. Uh, you know, back in the day with that Michael guy that got shot by the cop in Ferguson. They let Antifa get totally out of control um, over it. Oh, what's that one with the statues? Um, yeah, it's really. It's what, where's really, that? Where was that one with the statues, Kurt? Come on. Was it Charlottesville? Yeah, Charlottesville. They let Antifa get literally crazy and violent, blamed it all on white supremacists. You got people. You wouldn't upset those protesters, Sam. I mean, you got people that want to burn buildings and blow up things. And I mean, you got to let them put off steam. You You got uh, the cops literally letting, um, you know, speakers get literally kicked off the stage and shut down uh, in the middle of colleges where they've been scheduled and. Set up as guest speakers. I mean, it's out. You've got people getting kicked out of restaurants by thugs and, and, and the cops just letting it stand. The cops are derelict in their duty, to say the least, on on these things, Sheriff. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're taking a real way too soft approach. Uh, what I kind of thought, it, you know, they're kind of like standing around talking with each other with their riot gear on, their riot protection gear on, and then. Uh, next minute, uh, well, during the very time that they're getting bottles and rocks thrown at them, uh, they seem very nonchalant about the whole thing. And, I, and so that's what I was surprised about, that uh, they're getting pummeled at the same time. They're just not taking it very seriously, and they just didn't seem to be, and they didn't seem to be very organized. But once once they uh, have the rocks throwing, in fact, the police should have plain clothes officers uh, in the crowd. Uh, it shouldn't just be uniformed officers so that they can... And, and by the way, that's what makes me believe this is nothing but a political shell game going on here. The cops are literally armed like military thugs, right? but yet they don't do anything. And then I'll give you an example. When we were at Oregon trying to um, free the Hammonds... Uh, we had a peaceful event there. It was incredible. It was a great event. We sang Amazing Grace. The crowd was incredibly peaceful and kind. There were plain closed police officers all through there, but there were none that were looking like thugs and none that were like ready to do, quote, battle in battle gear or anything like that. Uh, right. But they were there. Their presence was known, but they, they, in my opinion, balanced it perfectly. They know how to do this, Sheriff. Yeah, and it... Uh... The main thing was that uh, you're right. We were peaceful, and and I guess you don't get much press when you're peaceful. <laughs> yeah, they gave us a lot of press. They put my picture on the Ammon Bundy takeover there. Now, yeah, that was a lie. That was a whole different discussion. But anyway, I digress. Except to say, I'm disappointed in the police officers in many of these examples, and I'm convinced that if the police continue to have a hands-off approach like they do, they're gonna coax this to get worse and worse and worse. And where's the line? When you start turning over police cars and throwing bottles and urine and, you know, poop and all this stuff at the cops and at people and hurting people and assaulting people. And when does it stop? Well, yeah, it it, it's been amazing, though. He's had several rallies where there has been no protest. And, and, uh, you know, there's certainly liberals who could be bust in if they have to. But no. They don't, and uh, they haven't. And, of course, Minneapolis, uh, you know, being a bunch of Democrats and liberals there, I guess. But, you know, there's there's bunches of Democrats and liberals every place. I mean, you know, they, they could certainly put the protests going on 
in in even conservative locations. I mean, it, it's certainly there's enough of them in Salt Lake City. To yeah, but it's a lot harder because I think in the right places, believe it or not, even if they might be able to bust in liberals and extremists and Antifa supporters and George Soros backers and Hillary Clintonites and everything else, sure. um, you know, Ocasio-Cortezites and Bernie Sandersites and who knows what socialist cadre they can put together. But if they go to the wrong places, though, there are local police that will crack down, that will not tolerate that in their communities. There's a big difference in some of these big city police departments in, in rural America. And I'm telling you, if they came to Utah, the likelihood of the the uh, cops not cracking down and doing something is, you know, it's a different ball game. There's, there's almost becoming two Americas, uh, pardon the phrase, but red and blue America. I'm not really for the Democrat-Republican color divide, but I'm saying there is a difference in communities for sure. Yeah, there is no question about that, uh, and and uh, I guess maybe uh, the bottom line is how the cops respond to it in in every one of them, and and so see that's what I personally think. I think if the first person that threw a rock or got violent or harmed somebody or you know launched urine or pee or whatever they do. Um, you know, the first person that did that stuff, if they literally got arrested right on the spot, the second person that got violent or whatever uh, or was hostile literally got taken down by the cops and tased and taken down. You know, I'm telling you, it wouldn't take but four or five minutes before, hey, a lot of these people that think they're going to go violent, think they're going to just, you know, create mayhem, turn over a cop car, burn a cop car, dance on the, on the roof of the cop car. You know, the, most of these people would start to say, I'm going to either mellow out or leave. I guarantee you that would happen. But it takes cracking down hard, swift, quickly at first to set a standard, sir. You see, and that's why you want the uh, undercover uh, plainclothes officers mingling in the crowd so they can point out the people who actually have committed the crimes and, and thrown the debris at the police or at uh, peaceful protesters, because that certainly has happened a time or two. And I'll bet you $1,000 to one. You know, if you have a 1,000 people in the crowd, just for instance, I bet you there's only 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 real agitators. In other words, you take out a few of the leaders yeah. that are, quote, professionals at this, and I'm telling you, it will stop. And you will send a clear message to the crowd that this will not be tolerated, period, end of paragraph. But what they do is they but create Sam, this But Sam, if you do battle. that, but Sam, if you do that, then you don't have anything to you put on the that. news and all sure that. Sure you do. You say the stuff. cops did their you job. Gotta, America's peaceful. Thank the heavens. Well, We're making America great. It's phenomenal. Right? You got to have those burning things and stuff like that, and people beating each other up. I mean, you know, it just makes better news. Yeah, it's like Rodney King right? meets Rodney Dangerfield, and you and I are the spectators in horror, huh? What do you say, Sheriff? <laughs> I swear, I don't get any respect. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't get it though, and I'm just saying I, I understand what Kurt's saying, but that if if that's really the narrative across the country with police departments, then we've turned America into a flat-out propaganda circus with fake news everywhere and no hope for peace or prosperity or stability just, going forward. It's just like if you got a little kid that maybe it's your grandson or granddaughter or whatever, or maybe it's your son or daughter, and they're just out of control all of a sudden. You know, I mean, if you're just going to let that roll, uh, it's going to not get better. It's going to get worse. And, uh, yep, we see it all the time, right? So what do you say, Sheriff? I mean, at some point, you could just start to spiral down and say, you know what America's done for if we allow this to continue in the streets? How bad is it going to get? Well, I don't. I think that's the minor uh, reason why we're in 
were really in for it in America. I, I think if you look at the dishonesty and the absolute sick, pathetic, debased nature of Washington, D.C. politics right now, uh, I don't think there's ever been a time where it's been more dishonest, uh, more corrupt uh, than it is now. Uh, and I know there's been lots of corruption, uh, but the, this uh, is so ridiculous uh, how they go after Trump, yet they have 10 times more stuff to go after Biden on. It's all back to Trump. All right, well, all I know is Fox News poll says Donald Trump record support for impeachment. But the Zogby poll says voters think President Trump will be reelected. It's not just his base. Wow, interesting comparison, huh? I have something to say to Mark Ruffalo when we get back. To Mark Ruffalo, all right, hang tight. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. It's officially wildfire season in California, where currently the most troublesome fire is one that exploded overnight in the northernmost section of Los Angeles. L.A. Fire Department Deputy Chief Al Poyer says... The wind got behind it. It was a wind-driven fire. We added a bunch of resources to it to try and get a hold of it, but obviously uh, uh, the weather and the fuels uh, have allowed it to expand. Nearly 5,000 acres currently burning, and it's 0% contained, with nearly 2,000 homes affected by evacuation orders. Police in England say a man went on a stabbing spree at a shopping center today, injuring at least four people. That suspect's in custody after the attack in Manchester. Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed Ali has been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, and this is USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. If you believe in polls, which after the 2016 election, many Americans do not have faith in, the latest Fox News survey finds Joe Biden leading the pack of Democrats at 32 percent, Elizabeth Warren in second place with 22 percent, and Bernie Sanders trailing in third place at 17 percent. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders back in action, USA Radio's Chris Barnes with that part of the story. Getting back to work, feel good. In his first sit-down interview since having a heart attack last week, 
Bernie Sanders said he was feeling a lot better, and he defended his campaign's decision not to release information about the heart attack right away. First thing that we're trying to do is understand what's going on and not run for the New York Times and have to report every 15 minutes. You know, it's not a baseball game. Sanders also says he misspoke when he told reporters last week that he didn't think he would be able to continue with several rallies and meetings a day. He says he expects to get back into the groove of a very vigorous campaign. This is USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, it's a good sheriff, Richard Mack, Kirk Crosby, and Sam Bushman on your radio. And sheriff, you have something to say to who now? Mark. Uh... Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. R-U-F-A-L-O. He, uh... He's the guy that's bringing back the buffalo to the west. Um, it's yeah. they're going to be called Ruffalo's buffaloes, Ruffalo's and buffalo. uh, it's really yeah. I, and I'm not sure that's how you say his name, but and I, they're going to have ruffle rolls that are going to be uh, distributed through fast food restaurants as well, ladies and gentlemen. So get ready; they're going to be phenomenal. Oh yeah, and they're going to the have buffalo sauce all over uh, and everything, Hulk. man. All right, tell us about Mark. He's the actor that plays the Hulk. And he was the one that came out and really assailed uh, viciously Ellen DeGeneres for sitting next to former President George W. Bush at a football game. And uh, that's uh, to me, that's uh, totally uh, uh, indicative, once again, of the left's hypocrisy about, uh, well, yeah, we're... we're we're generous, we're kind, we're friendly with everybody, we're tolerant. Tolerant! That's the key word. You know, the left is no more tolerant than fly to the moon. Uh, and this is, this is uh, again, uh, the hypocrisy of the left, and they are just a bunch of thugs. And uh, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, Mark Ruffalo, let me please tell you something here, along with the rest of the Hollywood elite that were complaining about Ellen DeGeneres associating with somebody who was a uh, a war criminal. I mean, it, so they don't just go after Trump stupidly uh, and inaccurately. Uh, they go after a president because he is a Republican, a president who is a Republican. But uh, you want to go after a war criminal, go after Barack Obama. But you see, he did the exact same thing. They were the same president. You had Tweedledee and Tweedledum. One was a little bit more dark-complected than the other, and one was a Republican and one was a Democrat. Other than that, they were the exact same president. They got us involved in foreign wars and foreign entanglements. They spent money like drunken sailors, and they didn't care about anything going on in our country except getting reelected. And and so, Mark, why don't you shut up and go back to playing the Hulk and uh, the other ridiculous things that you do in, in Hollywood? And and remember this. This is the key hypocrisy of the whole thing, because you don't know what G- George Bush was. George Bush was a liberal. He was a socialist. He was Mr. Uh, compassionate Conservatism. In other words, we will take money away from one group of people and give it to another because we're compassionate. And yet we're still going to try to 
uh, pretend to the world that we're conservative when they were not. And anybody in office who takes money from one person and gives it to another is a crook and a liar. And that's what we've had in Washington, D.C. for the past seven or eight decades. No, probably much longer, probably 10 or 12 decades. And so, it, you know, that's my that's like my comment about Ellen DeGeneres. It's a nice All right, so let me story. stop you there for a second. And you realize what I did to Ellen. Did you hear at the start of the program? Uh, that's what kind of made me think about it, but I don't remember. All right, so basically what happened is Ellen is pleading for civility. I agree with her. There's nothing wrong with agreeing to disagree agreeably. There's nothing wrong with being kind to people that you completely may be polar opposite with regarding political discussions, whether they're your neighbors or you meet them in the streets or you know them from, you know, your employment or wherever the case may be. There's nothing wrong with being polite and civil and agreeing to disagree agreeably. Uh, And I defended Ellen big time and I sent her my clarion call for civility letter that I wrote back in 2016 and asked her if we could work on this together. Okay, this is an example of what we need to do. This guy's up in the night crazy. We've got to stop these divisions in America. Uh, When they start to spill over to violence and hatred and anger and and ridicule and mocking, and uh, what about the no bullying idea these guys are always talking about? And then they literally bully Ellen over this? I mean, it's insanity. And to prove the point, the liberals and extremists and Antifa and whatever you want to call these socialists, they're the ones that are not tolerant and radical. Everybody's criticizing Ellen for hanging out with George, but nobody's criticizing George for hanging out with Ellen. (laughs) <laughs> what the heck's going on around here, man? I know, because he's he's always been liberal. Because we're decent in their thugs, though. Because we understand that, you know what, I disagree with George and Ellen. But if I yeah. saw them at a football game, and I happen to be sitting by them, or I had the opportunity to sit by them, I might do it. If they were my neighbors, I'd borrow a cup of sugar from them and be genuinely, um, you know, civil and appropriate. And, right. you know, I'd just say, well, we don't really talk about politics because we don't really agree on much. But you know what? They're nice people. You know, that's how I would approach it sheriff yeah absolutely uh uh i you know i would sit next to ellen uh you know i i probably wouldn't plan on sitting next to her at a game but if she were there and and there was a seat available and she goes hey sheriff do you want to sit down i would sit down next to her uh you know you know i don't have anything uh against her i don't agree with her politics and i don't agree with the several things that pertain to her popularity, but uh, I would be more disgusted with George Bush than with her, because well, George Bush I understand. had an opportunity to change America, and he made it worse. I understand, but I would be civil to both of them. I would yeah. be appropriate to both of them, and I don't think that we ought to bully her for no, sitting next to George and saying, hey, he's my friend. What's wrong with them being friends? I don't know where they've rubbed shoulders or how they became friends or whatever else. But when you're, uh, you know, a a very famous person via the media and then you're the president of the United States or whatever. And all I'm saying is they rub shoulders and they're friends. And, you know, I'm sure that whether it be Donald or Barack Obama or any of these people, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, Bernie Sanders, whoever. I'm sure that if you get these people in a quiet room or you get these people in different circumstances, I bet most of them are pretty nice, decent people. And, and I think yeah. we need to look at others around us that way, stranger or not, sir. That's a, that's a that's a key point to all of it. But the whole thing is that uh, Ruffalo, 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 and all the others that co- complained about her are just completely again showing their ignorance and their hypocrisy. And uh, I think it's funny. I think it's astonishing, uh, and uh, I think it's 
the mainstream that's going on right now in in the political world. But it still, bottom line, it still shows the disgusting corruption and hypocrisy of politics and Washington, D.C. What do you think of my reach out to Ellen? Well, I would like to see that happen. I, you know, if the left could join us in uh, helping with prison reform and, and having a, a rule about prison reform that we don't put innocent people in there, you know, that would really be kind of the first thing of prison reform. No more innocence in prison. You know, well, I agree with that, but I, you know, I don't know if Ellen will reach out to me or not, but I think she should if she's really pleading for civility, and she finds this talk show host that yeah. wrote an article called A Clarion Call for Civility that brings all newsmakers and talk show hosts and popular yeah. people together, and I mean, you've read that letter. All I'm saying is, why not work on it? I don't know if she'll respond or not. The sad part is, I don't even know if what I sent will really get to her, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a horrible thing you and I have found out trying to get a hold of Kim Kardashian and and even the lady uh, uh, Alice Johnson that was uh, pardoned by by Trump. I even got a hold of the attorneys to some degree that work for uh, you know on those cases, and I can't get any of those people to even call me back or work with me on anything either. Right, exactly. You know, and then we try to get a hold of Rand Paul and Ron Paul, and we're told, "Hey, talk to this person. My attorney will help you," or this or that, and we just get shut down at every turn. And so I don't I don't really know. I just know this. I've reached out in kindness to try to help the cause they're complaining about. And if they're genuine uh, and the people around them are genuine, uh, then you know what? Some of these things can happen. And whenever it gets stymied, you got to wonder why. Right. I mean, Ellen can get a hold of George Bush, but I can't. Uh, George can get a hold of Ellen, but I can't. Uh, You know, and at some point you kind of got to say, hey, there's a little bit of an insider trading game going on with a lot of these people. And I'm not here to criticize anybody as much as I am here to highlight the reality of this. I don't know if Ellen's involved in that or George Bush is involved in that. I, you know, I don't know that at this point. I don't know if Glenn Beck's involved in that. I just know I've tried to reach out to many, many people on a lot of topics. And it seems to me that everybody else can get somewhere, but I can't. Yeah. That's just because I'm... Uh, well, you and me both. <laughs> that's why I say I'm a humble talk show host, Kurt. I'm not humble in uh, the sense that I'm humble enough, probably. Kurt likes to mock me about that. Uh, but I am humble in the fact no, that I, I don't have any resources. I just joke with you about it is all. Uh, no, but the humble part know, of, and, of me as a talk show, Kurt, is there's no resources. Well, it's a pretty humble well, talk show. Let me, let me ask you both a question about that. Uh, as much as we have admired Ron Paul over the decades, and as much as we've admired his son, Rand Paul, for being pretty constitutional and, and uh, anti-Washington, D.C., mainstream politics and corruption, uh, if we made a substantial donation to uh, Rand Paul's campaign, do you think he'd help us with chapter God? Uh, define substantial, and I can answer your question, sir. Okay. $10,000. No, probably not. Fifty, hundred, two fifty. Now you're getting somewhere, buddy. Hang tight. <laughs> Sam Curtin, the good sheriff, on your radio. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. 
His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes. Try it. Okay. All right. Go on. Take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, so Donald Trump is, uh, I don't know, I guess he's sad and sour on Fox News, huh, Kurt? Well, um, you know, they've been... uh, I guess you could say embracing the other side in some ways. And uh, what I see, though, is that they look at the dollars and they say, hey, we need to bring them in from as many places as possible. And uh, so that's all they are doing, I think, is, uh, you know, finding ways to get in cash from every place. Well, the way you get the most cash is you oppose Donald at every turn. And then the big liberals, the big extremists, the socialists, the communists, the fascists, the whatever, you know, anti-fascist, all these, they, they all double down and put their money where their mouth is. Now, if you support Donald Trump, you're about to go extinct. See, that's how it really works, Sheriff. Uh, yeah, uh, no kidding. Um, I, I've even thought of that, you know, what if uh, we turned on him and and reached out to the other liberal groups then. Would they help us uh, get Sam Gerard out? Uh, Probably. <laughs> yeah, if you sell your soul to Satan, you'll get a few temporary benefits there, sir. But, you know, I do want to contact the ACLU about that, and I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Maybe the ACLU. I'm serious. I, I really think the ACLU might uh, want to run with the, I'll tell you who I would contact. What's that guy's name? He's an attorney, a well-known uh, attorney. He could probably help us. Oh, shoot. What's his name? Larry Clayman? No, not Larry. It's a much more conservative kind of Christian attorney. Uh, Shoot. Uh, Rutherford. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. What's that guy's name? John Whitehead, I guess. I'm sorry. Rutherford Institute is what it is. It's John Whitehead. Good work. John Whitehead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'd contact that guy before I'd contact the ACLU, but that's just me. 
Yeah, I've um, even uh, I, I quoted him in uh, uh, Are You a David, my Are You a David book. Yeah, that's good news. All right, cspoa.org, if you want to get the Are You a David book, you can do that. Um, but, Kurt, this situation where Donald is um, mad at Fox News, William Barr and Rupert Murdoch are meeting and Donald's sidelined, and that's probably why he's mad about this. But, you know, the bottom line is it's about money, it's about control, it's about the media. But look, Donald's always put his eggs in the baskets of the wrong media anyway, Kurt. He loves CNN and the New York Times and Fox, and, you know, those are both left and right sides of the same coin of the swamp. And until Donald gets out of the swamp, he's not going to make any progress. Uh, it's just a love-hate relationship, and it'll always be the go-round. Tomorrow, Fox will back in, be back in vogue, and CNN will be the enemies. And you know, it'll just go round and round, and nobody knows the answers unless you get with genuine, honest people that are in the media that truly want accountability. And you can name them on one hand, Kurt. That's a great point, Sam. Uh, and, uh, you know, I... Uh, it. I wish he would embrace the media that truly uh, supports him. Uh, but I, I will say this: he, he basically battles in every way that he's, you know, sees possible, and uh, we, we try to do that same thing. Occasionally, we're in the middle of some place where you think, why would you be there? You know, uh, but um, you know. Bottom line is, hey, we each got to do the best we can, and I'm sure that's what he thinks. On that uh, rally thing and all the, uh, you know, protests that the sheriff brought up, I I just been watching a little bit of the videos of on it. Uh, I mean, the they're like stealing guys' hats off their head, you know, the Make America Great Again hats, and then burning them, you know, and they've got all this stuff, and they move the police barricades, and I'm kind of like, man, if, if I ever tried moving a police barricade around, I think a policeman would be right there pretty quick on the spot. Not if you're into You know, buddy. these guys, yeah, good point. Now, the headline that Kurt's talking about says, Texas Sheriff. Illegal alien drunks will run over your children if released by sanctuary cities. Now, Kurt, you didn't give me the name of the sheriff, though. Well, it's a Tarrant County sheriff, uh, Texas uh, sheriff there, Bill Wayborn. I was just wondering if the sheriff knew knew this guy, uh, yeah, but he had a press. Command. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been to a couple of our our uh, events. He had a press conference at the White House, and uh, he said local jurisdictions must not be forced to release criminal illegal aliens from custody by federal judges. Uh, he said if these people want to change things, Capitol Hill is down the street. That's where they're changing it. Uh, they're not the policy makers, and people often get confused with that. But drilling down just a little bit in Tarrant County, uh, Texas, it's the 15th largest county county in the nation is this morning we had 4,200 inmates out of that 7% were illegal aliens and they were being held for such offenses as murder, sexual assault of children. There was about 70 of them and so and there were robbers in there and kidnappers and people who committed arson and people who were DWI and out of that you know you think that if we return them with this radical ruling out of California where you have a federal judge making law for the nation or attempting to, it will put our communities in jeopardy of those people that we have in custody. We know for a fact that 72% of them are repeat offenders. Now, That's he said Sheriff this Mack that he always calls. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kurt. 
Yeah, it was a uh, uh, White House news co- or uh, Yeah, so this was said at a White House press briefing, uh, from what I understand. Uh, And so this guy literally speaks out about the problems uh, at the border in a White House press briefing. Maybe that's the guy you got to get hold of, Sheriff. Well, yeah, I'm sure I could. Uh, I know him. Uh, We haven't been really close, but uh, uh, I've definitely been uh, to his town, and we've met, and uh, I endorsed him when he ran the first time. I think he's in his second term. And, uh, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Well, there's nothing wrong with drunk shredding over your children. I mean, you know, you can't complain about things like that. You're just some kind of a bigot hater. You know, well, evil, white and he supremacist out, thug. If you take he that, points out this uh, thing. Uh, you know how the turned. sheriff's always saying that recidivism is the main one of the main problems. And he I says, hey. Uh, over and over and over. Right. And well, that's so what Joe Arpaio has said for quite some time. That's what Denny Pyman has said for some time. That's what Sheriff Mack has said for some time. This is well known. This isn't like this is new news. But it's worth bringing up. Kurt's right. I'm just making a point that this is well known, Sheriff. They're just ignoring that reality. Well, you're racist if you say that, though. Darn right. It's recidivist racist. Yeah. See, that's pretty good, right, Kurt? Recidivist racist, you know? Racist. R&R. R. But I commend she'll be, uh, Bill Wayborn. Uh, I think he's right, and I think he's making incredible points, but you didn't hear about that in the mainstream press either, did you? No, uh, you're the first I've heard of it. Yeah, they're not interested in talking about that, buddy. That might actually get people to believe Donald Trump's right, that these, hey, there's criminals coming in our border. That doesn't mean that all the Mexican people or all the people that are coming in are bad guys, but there's enough bad guys not to take the chance. It's like Russian roulette. If I said, hey, when people play Russian roulette, you know, uh, people can die. And then they're like, no, what are you talking about? I mean, it's only like a one in a six chance or five chance in your revolver. I mean, it's not even, it's not, I mean, look, 85% of the time you don't even die. It's kind of like that debate, Sheriff. What the president says is factual, but they just dismiss it and act like he's saying, oh, man, you act like every every bullet in the tumbler. I mean, every spot in the tumbler is, is full of bullets. That isn't right. Well, he's not saying that. He's just saying there's so many bad guys that it's a problem. And when this sheriff documents that 72 percent is this what continued rearrest recidivism, is that what they call it? Recidivism. Yeah. Recidivism. All right. Uh, it's being well documented, but it's not getting to the people. And it's not being codified in in law or action taken. Even Sheriff David Clark focused on this quite a bit. Oh yeah, he did. And any anybody in law enforcement's going to because you know it's just it's just too obvious. Well, then how come if everybody in law enforcement, no one's going to do anything about it then? Well, law enforcement tries to, but uh, when you have courts that don't, or when people uh, use it as a propaganda scheme. Anytime you're dealing with someone who's here illegally, that uh, we're anti-immigration, if you do anything towards them. Uh, but the thing of it is, you just got to uh, deal with the crime and not with uh, the person or the color of the person that commits the crime. Uh, and yet, well, of course, that's accurate. The pre- well, the pre- but the propaganda scheme is that you can't do that anymore. All right. Anything else on this one, Kurt? I don't see anything else. How come else? no one else uh, knows about this see. reality check? Where would you get this news? Breitbart piece. Uh, okay, so, so when you look <laughs> they at... They won't pick it up when it comes to, like, Drudge and some of these others. Uh, they just, you know, don't seem to look at Breitbart, you know? Yeah, when you talk about, like I say, you can count the real news services on one hand and the talk shows on, on a few hands of, of people really doing real news. 
I mean, you've got a fistful of people is about all. Uh, you got the, what is it, One News America or whatever it is, One America News or whatever it is. You've got Breitbart. That's you've right, got Drudge that News. does some kind of good. You've got uh, WorldNetDailyWD.com. You've got us. You've got a few people, but there's very few people that are even willing to double down and cover all this stuff. That's why I say at some point Donald's got to get a clue. You know, these ideas that he's got all these press briefings standing out in front of an airplane so it's so loud you can't even hear it. He's like, oh, man, it's a big old scandal, fake news. I got to go. See ya kind of stuff, why don't we have long-form discussions and really hold the mainstream press accountable? The new media may not be big enough to, 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 uh, to let me say it this way, to make the narrative, but they certainly can force the narrative into the discussion. We're big enough for that by far. Uh, but again, it would take Donald and it would take a few people. I mean, Ellen, if she's genuine, I reach out to her. Sam and Ellen could work together. Pretty soon, Sheriff Max with the sheriff in Texas, and they're standing on the White House lawn with the president. You know, these things could happen, but something makes it not happen. You got to ask, what is that, Sheriff? It's not by mistake after a while. It's not by just accident or mm, didn't realize. That that excuse goes away. Right. Well, one, you need to be in a position to do it. You know, um, I thoroughly believe that if I were still Sheriff, that uh, I would have already been to the White House uh, with a, a lot of the other sheriffs that President Trump has called there. And then I would have a chance to say, Hey, there's this guy named Sam Gerard, uh, you know, and we could keep going. And, you know, uh, if I had been sheriff when I knew uh, John Codner, uh, MC Printing there in Provo, uh, who was attacked and uh, bullied and ultimately killed by the IRS, uh, for 25 years they went after him. A, a good, law-abiding American citizen, uh, a very decent man, uh, who was attacked month after month, year after year, until he lost everything that he had worked for, where the IRS completely destroys his humanity, his desire to live, uh, his trust in the world, his trust in government, his trust in his fellow man. His, his desire for life was completely destroyed by the IRS. 25 years they went after this good man. And we would, I would certainly be able to do something about it if I had been sheriff at the time instead of just another customer of his. All right, the good news is this good sheriff will be with us for two hours this time. He's missed a few weeks as of recent, and so we thought we'd just double down and have him a lot longer. So second hour, we got a whole lot of news. We're going to start out talking about the ACT testing scores. They made a change. Everybody can get... I'm so nervous today. Everybody can get 36% on the ACT now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, hang tight. Sam Curtin, the good sheriff in seconds. We declare this nation shall endure. Donate. LibertyRoundTable.com. God save the Republic of the United States of America.